Welcome to Toe to Toe, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Merkland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Toe to Toe. I'm Jen Mertland, and I'm here with my constant opponent, Monica Weekly. Each episode, we choose a different real estate topic to battle about, and we go toe to toe arguing our differing opinions. One thing Jen and I do agree on is that our number one goal is to help you, the fabulous realtor, find a path that feels authentic to you. When you build your business based on a style and a set of standards that truly fits who you are, that's when your business will thrive and you will love what you do. Yes. Yes. So during today's throwdown, Jen and I will be duking it out over this. The subject is repair requests. So inspection addendum, repair requests. Do we get it fixed or just ask for the cash? It's mm, a great question. Would you like to begin? Well, no, I would rather you begin. Cash. <laughs> All right, cash. I know you want more. How, how did I know that you were going to say that? Yeah, tell me more about that. Here's the thing. I mean, it depends on the buyer situation, right? But I, I typically come at it from the listing side of things. And so from the listing side, I don't freaking want to deal with oh, they didn't do it right. I don't like that. Blah, 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 blah. I just want to like give you the cash, let you hire whoever the hell you want to hire. We can pay them on the settlement statement. However it works, there's lots of ways to do this and you deal with it. I don't want all these people in my house. I'm trying to move. Well, not me, the sellers. Right, right. You're but trying you're to angry move. about it like you yeah, are. They're moving. angry. It's like, man, I have lived in this house forever. It's fine. Nothing's wrong. But because you think it is, fine, I'll fix it. But I, I mean, I'm not going to fix it. You fix it, but I'll give you the money. Right, right. That's I'll it. make you whole on it. No. Okay. Well, so you're really coming from the viewpoint of the sellers. And what well, I mean, there's most clients are the sellers, sure, sure. which is great, but there are two sides to this deal. And so for the purpose of the conversation, do you feel the same way if you were representing the buyer? I think, yes, I do, because it's, it is the same thing. So I, as the buyer's rep, I don't necessarily want the seller, I guess it depends on the house, but I, I don't necessarily want the seller fixing something because they may not do it right. They may not choose the vendor that I would choose. I'm not going to be there for the repair to see how it's done. What if they get into something else? What if, you know, the repair guy says, oh, you need to fix these two things and one, it, you know what I mean? There's just two, there's more questions than answers. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think who's ever, I think the buyer should just take care of it. Got it. So I'm taking a little different stance on it. I think sometimes that's appropriate, but really it's driven by what the client wants, whichever one it is. So for instance, if you're the buyer, is your client and they happen to be very handy and they'd rather do the work themselves, then of course that makes money or that makes sense. I mean, right. Um, money, maybe <laughs> if money. it was my mom who can't do anything like that, you know, doesn't have that skill set and doesn't want to have to have strangers in her house while she's there or something like that, then she'd rather move into a house that is ready to go and doesn't have any of these problems that she needs to deal with. I mean, I guess it depends on what it is and it depends on how the seller's 
have kept their house up, right? Mm-hmm. So like if they're doing a lot of DIY stuff, right? That looks DIY, right. I definitely don't want them touching anything. Mm-hmm, right. That I asked. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it does depend on the situation. I would say though, nine times out of 10, the cash is better because everybody's dealing with, with what they're dealing with and it is the buyer's requests. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they should take a little ownership in it. I think our job though, in my eyes, the way I see it, our job is just to ask for what the client wants. And so for us to put that thought on them um, or direct them in one way or push them in some way doesn't, doesn't feel right to me. Now that being said, they often ask us for our opinions. They do ask. And I think, you know, like all the other episodes, I mean, of course we do our fiduciary responsibility, right? This is more about like from an agent perspective, like some possible things to think about. I'm not saying argue with your client. <laughs> I know you're not. I know. Well, I know you're not, but sort of sometimes you probably unless it's appropriate, <laughs> right? Unless they deserve it. <laughs> no, I get that. Of course, you would do what what the client want, but yeah, your point is just like based on what you've seen, this works better. It but does that- work a lot better. It's quicker. Mm-hmm. They don't. Then the buyer doesn't have to go back, and then if they don't like it, it's just it's. There's too many variables if you'd complete the repair. I get that. Now, what about the situation where we're not 100% sure what the problem is in the repair and we have to get into it to find out what the, like you start down one path and then it's like can of worms. If you haven't had that client, that, that seller pay for that and work on that, then you're stuck with the house and these additional problems that you didn't expect. You're stuck with the house anyway. And not if you're in still an inspection repair period and they didn't. Yeah, but it's very rare that you're still, unless you're going to extend, continue to extend the inspection repair. I mean, the period, you know, in most cases is going to run out. So you're extending it. I think you have to like get the inspector is there to help you on a high level. And then let's say there's something like, let's do plumbing because plumbing's always bigger than you want it to be. Right. Okay. So plumbing, then get in a, if it's an older house, like as you deal with more houses, you'll know there's a giant tree in the front yard. It's an older house in your inspection timeframe. You should probably get a plumber out there to scope the line. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, this is common sense stuff. And of course, you know, no house is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And there may be a time that somebody, they did all the inspections. They didn't find anything. And then a week later, you know, the septic tank falls over or breaks or whatever. I mean, you would never know. Mm-hmm. This is the risks we take. These are the risks. Buying houses are, is risky. Risky business. <laughs> it's true. It's expensive. Business. <laughs> no, so I agree. I just, um, <laughs> I just think certain scenarios call for the work to be done before I would hand over a check for it. Do you so- have any specific stories you're thinking of? Um, I'm trying to think of an exact story, but the, the ones that are coming up in my mind are just these ones where we don't know the scope of the work exactly. And so to put a price tag on fixing that and you give me the cash and then I get in there and I realize it's twice as much as what we thought. But if you don't know the scope of the work, then that is an appropriate time to extend the inspection period or negotiate some type of larger escrow Mm -hmm. based Mm -hmm. on educated quotes from specific vendors. Great point. And then, you know, if there's nothing else wrong, then they can get a refund, which, you know, probably would never happen. But I don't know. There's 
No, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think a lot of agents know that as an option. So can you walk through that just a little bit more specifically? That's a great point. So maybe let's do a roof. So a roof, maybe the sellers agreed to pay for a roof, which Mm -hmm. I've not seen, but like one time, but let's just say they agree to do it. But the problem with old roofs is they also have like the sheets underneath it. Mm -hmm. So without tearing up the roof, the contractor can't tell you how many sheets or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. need to be replaced because they don't know how many is rotted. So you would maybe guesstimate as the roofer would guesstimate approximately how many they think they would say, you know, this roof's going to be $9,000 to replace that includes whatever, 10 sheets. Mm-hmm. And then they can, and if not, if it's less, so they would escrow the money. The seller said, we'll agree to pay for it. We'll throw the money in escrow. Usually in our state, it's with the title company. I think in other states, it's probably with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes to the title company. So once the, and it goes to the roofing company. So the check is made, say $9,000 to the roofing company. Well, if the roof ends up only costing 85, the seller would then get the 500 back. Right, back. right. So it covers the buyers, that unknown part. And everybody of feels comfortable. Yeah. Because <laughs> the vendor knows, I mean, the vendor knows the, the margins, right? Mm-hmm, like they mm-hmm. know it's probably this or this, like they've been doing their job long enough. Right. And if you get a couple out there and they're basically all saying the same thing, you can pretty much do an educated guess. I've rarely found where it's like all over the board. Like mm-hmm. it could either be $2 or $20,000. Right, it's right. rarely like that. Right. No, that's a great point. No, I like that. I like that. I think I, I think I agree with you. Generally speaking, it's the way I'll, I'll advise my clients, I just probably take the stand that I'm a little bit more open to what the, what the buyers are really feeling or what the sellers want to do. Cause sometimes my sellers want to fix it. I don't want to give them any money. I'll just get a fix. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Yeah. I think in general, I'm more prone to like, just trying to keep a dollar amount to it. Yeah. All right. You want to go back to the corner? Let's go back to it. In the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a short break, hear a word from our sponsor, and when we return, we'll have the final punches. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. Now, before we ring the bell for the final round, Jen, did you take this to the streets? I did. And Monica, I'm getting real sick and tired of the. No, I'm just kidding. You know they agreed with you. Ha <laughs> ha. It depends. Was that the answer? Yes, it's bullshit. Most of them say the repairs. They don't usually say the cash, but it'll, um, I interviewed some great agents, so that'll be released in a couple days. Awesome. I absolutely love it. All right. All right. Let's get back inside the ring and close out for our final round. Monica, boom, get it. All right. My short answer is it just depends. I think that you have to be really in tune with your client's state of mind, their abilities, their time constraints, their worries, their concerns, 
um, all of the things that factor into whether or not making the repair or getting the cash is just better for them. So I'm going with it depends. I would lean towards what you're saying, but I'm not as definitive on it as you're you are. always Switzerland. What? Close Switzerland down. The you world cannot gray. The world is gray. Gray is good. <laughs> I say get that cash, baby. Nine times out of 10. I know. I know you do. I still would hire you to sell my house. I still, despite all these errors you make in judgment on this topic, <laughs> I would still hire you. To- <laughs> I would hire you. All right. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Do you think there was a knockout? Did I get Jen upside the head or did she? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Go to our Facebook page. That's Toe to podcast page. Vote. Tell us what you think. Who's laying on the mat? What would you like to hear next time? We love hearing from you guys. Oh, yes. And we hope you enjoyed today's battle. We hope you heard something here that will help you in your process and on your path to success. Bye, Monica. See you, Jen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toe to Toe Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.